0: Hello and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at Wide and on Twitter at Wide Teams. Joining me on the show today. I have a group of people from FishMe—that's that's P-H-I-S-H, I And uh, let's just uh, get started with some introductions. Uh, Stephen Ball.
1: Uh, Hello, I'm Stephen Ball. I'm a programmer from Durham, North Carolina. I've been programming on the web for almost 10 years and programming in Rails full-time for about two years now.
0: And we have Eileen Carpenter.
2: Hi, I'm a programmer from uh, New York. Uh, I've been working with Rails for little over a year now, about a year and a half, working with FishMe for three months.
0: John Drews.
2: Hi, I'm John. I'm from
3: Orange County, California, and I've been programming Rails for about six years, almost. And that's actually, Rails is my first and only programming experience, so
0: yeah, very it's cool. been fun. Oh, I'm jealous. And last but not, not least, Sean, uh, what was your last name?
3: Ambrose, Sean Ambrose here uh, from Colorado, and I've been doing web development for about ten years, and Ruby on Rails for just a couple.
0: Well, thank you all so much for for joining me today. Before we go too much further, uh, can you talk tell me real briefly what uh, what is Fishme?
1: Uh, I'll take that one. Uh, Fishme is a solution, uh, software solution to help uh, companies test and educate and train their employees for to recognize and avoid spear phishing emails. Uh does this by giving tools to the company that allows them to construct actual spear phishing emails on our web interface that they can then send to employees or groups of employees within the company. And then it tracks metrics on failure rates, uh, time spent on education. It also provides tools for constructing those education pages and helping companies track metrics on whether their education is effective or not.
0: And do the four of you uh, represent uh, all of FishMe, part of FishMe, a little bit?
1: A little bit, actually. We are four out of five of the dev team, and I think the company has 21 people now. Okay. John, do you know? I think it's 22. 22. Yeah. So uh, the company's actually been around since 2006, and there's a full, uh, you know, sales, marketing, management, dev. For a while, it was just one developer, and we've all joined in the last year. Hmm. John's actually the longest with the company. He started in January last year, right, John?
3: Yeah, my one-year anniversary
1: was two days ago. Hey. <laughs> yep, and I started in April last year.
0: No, you're on the Wide Teams podcast, so you're here to talk about working remotely. Uh, is the what is the organization of the company? Is it partly um, distributed, fully distributed? Um, how how do things break down?
3: I'll say it's mostly distributed. We have one office in Chantilly, uh, Virginia, which is right outside Washington, D.C. And I think there's
1: five. Like six people, maybe five. Yeah.
3: So, you know, out of 22, six are in one office and the rest are dispersed. Well, there's okay. an
1: office it's in New York, right?
3: Oh, yeah, there's a small office in New York as well. So we're, we're pretty much all over the map from New York to Florida to Washington State to California. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's great because it's not just the dev team that's remote. The entire company is treated as a remote company, which is one of the things that makes this work so well for us, I think.
0: So when you say that it's treated as a remote company, what do you mean by that?
1: Uh, I've seen some places that just treat the off-site workers as a special case, and they're just kind of in the loop. But with FishMe, we're all talking on Skype. That's what we use as our primary means to keep in touch. Like, the entire company is in Skype all mm-hmm. the time if you're working, so... Anything that's happening is happening there. Uh, so it's not like you have to have a special remote meeting where you come in and get synced up and then go back off and then do your work and then sync back up again. It's all—we're all in constant contact.
0: Gotcha. How do you organize things and break things down? Decide who's working on what? Um, what's what's the day in the life like?
1: John's got a good lead on this one.
3: <laughs> well, we have a uh, we have a dev meeting uh, three days a week um, in the morning. In the morning. Well, I'll say in the morning on West Coast. It's more <laughs> afternoon. But, and that pretty much keeps us all on track. We use uh, JIRA for t- tracking tickets. And, um, you know, between Skype, JIRA, and, you know, um, our three days a week uh, dev calls, I'd say we we keep pretty contacted with each other. And, um yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, we essentially don't really use email to communicate in the company, which I find to be really nice because our communication is either transitory and it's on Skype, or it's more per- more permanent and it's on Jira. Okay. So if we're talking about a feature or a ticket, it's comments on that ticket. If we're just saying like, hey, I've got a problem or a question, it's on Skype. And uh, email we use not a lot actually. It's good. No, it's very good. We don't use email. I hate email. Yeah, I mean, I think the most email I get is from our application.
0: What do you hate about email?
3: Well, so before I was in this sort of software security realm, I did uh, social networking with a company called SocialCast, and we built um, a product called SocialCast um, that was basically trying to be like a, uh, we called it a microblogging for business. Um, And so it was sort of in the realm of Google Wave, um, but it was before that. So, I've hated email for a long time. I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, uh, you're just throwing things out into the ether and, um, there's no, there's no way to know when they're reading it, if they're reading it. And, um, you know, it's always better to, to chat with someone or to actually talk to them on the phone, I think. Mm-hmm. Unless you need like some sort of transcript that you actually sent the person something, but, for what we do day-to-day, that's very rare.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, so um are you all working from home, or uh, where we do you are, work from every, every day?
1: We are all working from home, I think, right now. Uh, a couple of us have looked at some co-location places, but no. Yeah, just about all the company that's remote is working from home.
0: Okay. Since you're all developers in this group, is there any remote pair programming that goes on?
1: Not really yet. It's something that we've talked about, and mm-hmm. uh, we've done a couple experiments with different softwares to see if it works well, but we haven't actually tackled anything pairing. Okay. It's something I would like to see more of, like pairing I found to be really helpful at the last place I worked, so mm-hmm. it's something that we'll probably look at introducing, especially now that we've grown so much. I mean, we've added four programmers in a year, so we're still fleshing out those aspects.
0: Right. I was just curious. It's, it's uh, not something I'd say is widespread in remote groups yet, but uh, I have been talking to more and more, more and more people that are at least trying it out. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting that it's catching on. Was this growth in a you know distributed way? Was this an uh, in, intentional goal that was set by the company, or did it just sort of happen? Uh, what's the history there,
1: John? Do you know the history? Because, yeah, um,
3: so you know, like like Stephen said in the beginning. Um, the, the other person who's not, um, on the call today, our director of engineering, his name is Doug. And, um, he's, he was the only developer at the company for three years. And, um, you know, last, I think it was like last, uh, fall, they decided to look for another, uh, senior developer, um, and ended up thankfully hiring me. Um, and it, it was very quickly. I mean, we, we immediately started looking for more people. So I think it was, it was kind of like there was definitely a transition about a year ago, you know, where we said, okay, well, we've got a good base now. We need to, you know, uh, move a little bit faster, and um, you know, adding, adding four people, you know, onto a single person uh, development team in a year's time is is quite a
0: jump. Yeah.
3: It's actually been really easy. I think, uh, whatever we're doing as far as, uh, hiring process, I think we're doing it right. What so are you we, doing? <laughs> we have, we try to have a lot of conversation with people. Uh, we try to meet them if possible. So yeah, maybe, uh, Sean or Eileen can talk about their hiring experience. Yeah, I had to do with the, um, the code sample that I think you put together, Steven. Yes, sir. That that was part of my hiring
2: process. My hiring process is like ridiculously fast. I felt like (laughs) Uh, just in in terms of like my other experiences and getting hired places, like takes like, you know, a while to get a response. Like I had, uh, so we had a phone call where we talked about the company and then about code. And then I got asked a, a lot of technical questions. Then I did a code test, and then I uh, flew out to Rocky Mountain Ruby Conference to meet everybody there because it just so happened that I had taken the day off from my other job, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they were all going out there, and uh, it really worked out, and then I got hired. So it was a lot of steps, but uh, really fast steps.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. We don't miss around.
0: Has it been uh, difficult in any way gelling as a team despite mm-hmm. being in different places?
1: That was actually one of our concerns when we were growing out the dev team so quickly. Like the whole company has been growing, but the dev team specifically—I mean, going from one to
0: five—is
1: yeah. it's fast. Um, but we were just careful with our interviewing and made sure that we found people that we connected with right away. And um, I think that's one of the things we looked at the most was whether or not uh, it seemed like the team would come together more than like code and, and experience. Of course, that's important too. But we really wanted to be sure that not having the the in person contact that we needed to, you know, like and connect with the people right away. So I think just looking for that and focusing on that helped us really gel. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, oh, Sean and Eileen, coming on as the later? I
2: I think it's been great, but I think I think that the meeting in person is really important because you can't get like a real sense of what someone is like necessarily just like through an email or like talking mm-hmm. you know, because I, I talk very different in text than I do in like real life. I, I think I feel like I just come off more like robotic in <laughs> <laughs> in in like Skype and stuff. So I think meeting people is really important and that like how we get along is more important than like than being top Ruby programmer, you know, sixteen years of experience kind of <laughs>
1: Right, exactly. Uh, that actually brings up a good point. Uh, we do try to get together as a group in person at least, what is it, quarterly, John? Frequently throughout the year and typically at a Ruby conference is what we like to schedule. Uh, so this, uh, when Lean came out to interview with us, we were at Rocky Mountain Ruby as a team all mm-hmm. coming together to go to the conference together and hang out and treat that really as in-person time and before that, it was uh, DEF CON, which the company has gone to for the past few years, because it being a security company, it gets a lot from Black Hat and DEF CON sure. and those kinds of exposure events. And we have a company trip coming up in less than a week now. We're going to go down to Jamaica, and so that's going to be good. Oh, wow. That's the whole company getting together. Yeah. So we do try to make time for the in-person get-togethers, not just remote.
0: Nice any other pointers you've had to you've had to learn as you've been putting this dispersed team together on you know really relatively quick schedule
1: right we did spend a lot of time building out our jira use like we started off i think it was just straight up jira right john
3: yeah we've we've tweaked that quite a bit uh, for anyone that's used jira you know it's it's massive and it can do a whole lot of stuff if you want to spend the time with it but um yeah, it really is a pretty integral uh, part into how we how we work and how we schedule everything. I mean, it, it's really nice. I, I think our app has the fewest amount of bugs on any app I've ever worked on. You know, not having hundreds of open issues at any given time is really uh, good.
0: Mm-hmm. It's,
3: it's been it's it's been kind of a breath of fresh air in my career. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you know the way we have you know are just our custom sort of workflow in JIRA, I think, is, has really helped.
0: Do any of and, you take take advantage of the extra flexibility of working from home uh, in interesting ways?
3: Yeah, I play my guitar quite a bit. I usually I, have a guitar strapped to me while I'm working.
1: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I will actually get up and play the piano some if I'm thinking about some issue, which I would not ever be able to do in an actual office. Hmm. And just today, I've started using an under-the-desk um, exercise bike, which is working out really well. Yeah. It's quiet, but in an office it would not be that quiet. It would be really annoying, but since it's just me in here, it's great.
3: <laughs> it's also really freeing to just be able to pick up and go to Starbucks for an afternoon and work with a friend you know who you know I have lots of friends that aren't programmers at all and uh, like to drink coffee. And so <laughs> it's fun to able, It's fun to be able to go and, and hang out, still get work done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is, it is very freeing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And lunches are a lot better.
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you have to eat whatever you want. It's like before, like in an office, like, oh, there's a microwave. That's it. <laughs> and now I have the whole kitchen. Like the other day I made cookies on my lunch break.
1: Nice. Oh, jealous. But you couldn't share them with us
2: downside. Uh, no, that's the only thing <laughs> that is. Like I can't share them with anybody. I, I can just, you know, be like, Oh, look, I made cookies. Thanks, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, you could take a picture for us.
2: I, I did tweet about it. Do
0: you get on a Google Hangouts and show off your cookies?
1: No, but I shouldn't.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Another uh, positive about the working remotely is uh, the no commute time. I really love that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that whether is- it's like 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, you, had, you would have had to drive to
1: an office.
0: If some of you extra, come from commutes.
1: Uh, yes, uh, this is my first working from home job and it coincided with the birth of our second child, a little baby girl. So it was awesome to have no commute. Like I literally can go from helping out in the morning to at work. And if I need to run upstairs to help out with the kids for a second, it's just a quick BRB and then I'm back in five minutes. That, that is a huge win for me. That's one of the things I looked for when I was looking for a new job with this to have this baby. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's worked out really well. Yeah, I love
3: it, too. It's just all that commuting time adds up in the week and the month and a year, and it's all that time
1: saved. I love it. Mm
3: -hmm. The other thing, too, I think that people may not realize is that, you know, my wife and I have been talking about, very casually talking about relocating uh, to a different state or a different part of California. And um, it would be really, really easy for us to do that just because it, it doesn't matter. I, and we're, you know, we're talking about taking a trip up to Utah to see some family and, you know, I can work during the week so I don't have to take time off. And um, so it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pluses to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, that is fantastic. Like it was a real eye opener for my wife and I to realize we could be anywhere that has an internet connection. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like we're not tied to the physical building that the office is and.
3: That was actually one of the one of the reasons I started looking for or was interested in a telecommute job mm-hmm. we were looking into moving which we've so far put on hold but uh yeah, it'll good thing
0: well fantastic it sounds like you're really um really taking advantages of the benefits there
1: mm-hmm. and I've heard from the some of uh, the company managers and they said that from the beginning they just wanted to find the best people and if that meant that the best people were remote, then that's fine. Like, that's the loo.
0: I mean, do they ever, do you ever feel like they get nervous about, um, what people are up to or, or is everyone staying in good enough contact that that's not an issue?
1: I've never felt that way from them. No, I think we're all in enough contact that it's not really an issue, but it's not like we're constantly checking in saying like, yep, I'm still working on this. It's <laughs> the, the work is getting done clearly. And, and, I don't think there's any ever been any question about that. Mm-hmm.
3: I, th- I think that's a trend in ma- programming jobs in general. Uh, I think schedules are becoming a lot looser as long as what's expected of you is actually getting done. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the last couple jobs I've had, you know, it's they've asked me what my schedule is going to be, and uh, I, I like that trend. You know, as long as people don't take advantage of it, I think it's a I think it's a great thing to have sort of that work-life balance in
1: check. Right. And that trust that, all right, you're going to be an adult and do the work that you're given in the best way that you can think to do it. Right.
0: The acronym that gets uh, tossed around is ROW, uh, Results Only Work Environment. <laughs>
2: nice. I've heard of that before. Although I wouldn't really, I don't think we're really, really a ROW because we work during certain hours.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, we are uh, we work very closely with the ops team, Oh, okay. When a close tickets, like if there's an urgent ticket that pops up and a customer is literally waiting for it to get done, mm-hmm. they they like to see that being done immediately or you know, as soon as possible.
0: Okay, so you do have kind of core hours or do you have like literal hours that you're all on, um, eight, you know, an eight-hour chunk that you're all on together or what?
1: Yeah, I don't think any of us take it extremely flexibly. Like I think within our respective time zones, we generally work eight or nine to five or six. Okay. earlier as long as yeah I think as long as we all overlap then that works like with the dev meeting
0: Mm -hmm. gotcha
1: but I don't think it's ever been explicitly mandated as far as I know I don't think so either
2: it's like flexibly on time (laughs) (laughs) so uh, usually like most people show up between like 8 and 9 like Mm -hmm. I usually get on 830 but sometimes sometimes 840 eastern it's like not you know
0: that's
3: not a big deal. Mm. Like no one like private message you and says why were you late? <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> right. Well, um, before I let you go, let me uh, tell me a little bit about where people can find out more about your company and uh, if you want uh, your, yourselves individually and any projects that you're involved in, uh, where can people find out more online? Uh, let's Start with Eileen.
2: Uh, well, you can go to fishme.com to find out more about our app. Um, I have a little rails blog that I built from scratch uh, when I was learning rails It's uh, at Eileen builds with and um, I have been a little bit bad about writing in it since November, since November but I do have like four posts that are ready to that will go up soon uh, oh yeah that's, that's mostly where where I am online also I am at the Twitter handle builds with rails
0: cool how about uh, how about you John?
3: I won't even direct people to my blog because that's pointless. Um, but I am on GitHub at Drews with no h, and I don't I don't do as much open source work as I would like to. I think that's probably something that everyone would say. But I did I, I put out a, a little tool called Screeninator a long time ago. It got some love. I use it every day. If you like screen, then you'll like it. But um, but yeah.
0: And uh, Sean?
3: I'm at seanambrose.com, and anywhere else online, you can probably find me through through there.
1: And Stephen? I write the RakeRoutes blog at rakeroutes.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter as, as Stephen Ball NC, which is a PH. I've also got a few other sites, but uh, if you go to those two, you'll find everything. And I'm on GitHub as S-D-B-A-L-L. I have a few small projects, and I've contributed to some other ones. So nothing big right now.
0: All right. Well, a big thank you to all four of you for taking the time to join me today.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah,
0: thank you. And that is our show today. To subscribe to the show if you haven't already, or to check out more interviews with remote workers, go to wideteams.com. You can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store, where v- reviews are always very welcome. The Wide Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial alike 3.0 license. Our music is by Charles Boquette. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm signing off